0: What's going on, everybody? I want to welcome you back to the Calvary Alliance Church podcast. (laughs) That's
1: that's our name. Yeah.
0: (laughs) We need to come up with a better name for this podcast. Uh, For those of you listening for the first time, uh, my name is Spencer. I am one of the pastors here on staff at Calvary, and I am joined, as always, with uh, Pastor Mike Brewer. How are we doing? Good, man. Hey, so I wanted to... uh, I wanted to kind of start this podcast, uh this episode a little differently today. Uh you have every week the the nature of this podcast is basically you write a devotional that goes along with the weekly reading that our churches our whole church is doing together. And uh this 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 these episodes are really meant to be just kind of discussions um that add hopefully add some thought provoking elements to what uh you know, you're reading in scripture and, and what the conversations that you're having with God and the people around you about what you're reading. Uh, we just want these to kind of be supplemental, uh, this to be a supplemental tool, you know, to the to those discussions. But they're based off of these devotions that, that you write every week. And so what I wanted to do was kind of give our listeners a chance to kind of get to know you a little bit more. Um, the nature of this podcast is very much... Uh, kind of what it means to to be a follower of Jesus. As we read through scripture, that's kind of what we discuss. And uh, so if you would, Mike, maybe just give us a little insight, a little background kind of on your faith journey, uh, maybe how you were raised and kind of what your relationship with Jesus looks like now. And then, uh, you know, after we talk about that for a little bit, we'll dive into the devotion that you wrote for this week. Sound good?
1: sounds good yeah um a lot of getting to know me has to do with experiencing me so (laughs) that is so true there will be things that you (laughs) won't know until you spend a little bit of time with me so that is so true but i'll travel I'll, i'll do just a little bit of time travel here and we'll go back uh to when i was about 12 years old and i was at church and i'm always extremely thankful for my mom because even at the most chaotic times in life or the hardest times in life when I was a kid she made sure that my brother and I were at church yeah and that usually meant at church Sunday morning Sunday night Wednesday night Thursday (laughs) and Saturday (laughs) for various events going on so so I think a lot of people with with different backgrounds can relate to that especially charismatic or Baptist or kind of that old school yeah church kind of thing so i was in a, a charismatic church okay. pentecostal style church so there was everything going on around me tongues loud preaching people running around yeah all that stuff i didn't understand a single bit of it
0: right right how old were you when you like like your earliest memory of experiencing the charismatic church how old
1: do you think you are well i think i was in that church from like from the time maybe i was three okay so I don't have any really, really have memories before that. Okay, That was a, it, that was a church plant started out in someone's home. And that part, I don't really remember. Then it went to uh, a school in Goshen and then a, another weird building in Goshen, but eventually we were able to build, um, and, uh, the building's still there. So another church is there now. But, um, at that point I really understand much. And that was a combination of me being young. And yeah. I think that the, uh being the kind of church it was, there was more emphasis on things uh, like tongues and uh, manifestations of the Holy Spirit, right. those kind of things, than there was on th- theology or teaching right. grace or the gospel, at least from my perspective. yeah, might have been different from other people's, but it was also a very troubled church. So there was a lot of things that went on, um, pastors with moral failures and things like that, that yeah. caused the church to eventually close down. But... um, uh, I guess my story, other than being in the midst of that, my story kind of starts. I was about twelve years old and I don't know if you'd ever been in, in a church like this, uh, where people go up for prayer and there'll be a line of people across the front and the pastor would pray for everybody one at a time. Wow. So I'm standing there off to the like I'm on the far side, the pastor's still over here. And I just remember thinking it's chaos, right? There's yeah people falling down and, and all that, you know, I was like, I really just don't get any of this. And I don't even remember what I went up for prayer for, um, at this point. But what I do remember is that's the moment when uh, I experienced God for the first time. Wow. So, uh, it was, it was something I felt as well as kind of, you know, hearing or feeling his voice. And I remember, um, feeling him uh how do i describe this it was like i felt his love to the point to where i started crying now keep in mind i'm like a 12 year old dude right Right. so i acted like i was 17 or 18 you know (laughs) i thought i was so much cooler than i was so just the way 12 year old dudes are so i'm standing up in front of the church and i'm crying like like a four-year-old girl right? right so but in the moment Experiencing God in that moment, I didn't care. So, and I and I felt God say, "I know that none of this makes sense to you, but don't worry. Uh, I'm here. Wow. Despite all this madness, I'm here. Wow. So, right then, despite the fact that I didn't have a full, good grasp on what the gospel was or yeah. grace or, or any good theological foundation, God was there in the midst of all of it. And that's when I became a believer. Wow.
0: Yeah. That's so cool because I think, you know, a lot of times you hear stories of people experiencing sort of those uh, moments of sensation or whatever the case uh, in an experience like that or, in a, or in, a, in, a, in a church or an environment like that, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And uh, But it's cool that that moment for you was so much deeper than just a feeling or a sensation. It was like, uh, like it was God giving you the confidence to know that he's real.
1: Yeah. You know,
0: and and that's 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 special. That's something as you have,
1: you can hold on to. Right. And what and this makes some people gasp a little bit, but I say it anyways, it wasn't the the Bible ended up having nothing to do with my conversion. Right. I love uh, scripture and I love learning about God through scripture, but it wasn't a set of memorized Bible verses someone told me. Yeah. That got me to believe in God. It was God revealing himself to me so recited prayer correct i didn't repeat after anybody yeah right so it was uh it was a it was a moment and i I, you know i hear a lot of people say you know they're believers but they've never had an experience like that yeah and i just continually think man just keep seeking god because that's the kind of thing that's a life changer
0: yeah Yeah. and let's not discredit prayer in scripture as as avenues God uses to reveal himself to people. <laughs> We're not discrediting that, but it's cool that you had a, a different uh, encounter right. with him. Um, because you're right, you don't hear that as quite as often.
1: Yeah, and I think when trying to tell someone about Jesus, sharing your own personal story is as effective right, as quoting scripture.
0: Right, yeah. That's cool. So what was it like then for you? So that was like age 12 when you sort of kind of... First, gave your life to Christ. The first real recognition of yeah. an acceptance that that God exists. Um, you know, growing up, you know, I know that that uh, when you got married, and, and you know, there was some some struggles there. And what was the faith journey like between, like, like as you got older, what kind of to where you are now in your early twenties?
1: Yeah. So, <laughs> in my yes. <guess. laughs> 24. <laughs> I've, only been, I've only been saved for 12 years. <laughs> so now, so th- that that church experience shaped a lot of my future. And when I say church experience, I mean actual experience in that church, uh, because we'd already been through one pastor who had stolen a lot of money from the church and had several affairs. Wow. And then we had another pastor that I really looked up to that left for another gig. And then we had another couple pastors that had moral failures. Wow. Church eventually shut down. Uh, What I took from that was one of the things I took from it was a lot of pain can come from that. You know, I saw a lot of people lose all their money. A lot of people, I remember a lot of tears, a lot of hurt people in that situation. So one of the things that, that I knew early on is God wanted me to be in ministry too. Yeah but I didn't know what really what that meant or what that looked like. All I knew was what I had seen, and I didn't want any part of that. Absolutely. Yeah, right. so, rightfully so. So despite that great, you know, the, the, that moment and me going down a road trying to figure, figure everything out on my own as far as theology and, and, uh, and grace and learning about the gospel— I went the, you know, I just left the church basically. I stopped yeah. going to church uh, because I didn't, I didn't know what, what to make of it anymore. Uh, I didn't want any part of that lifestyle where, you know, all I saw was people hurt or fail or, or whatever. It wasn't, it just didn't seem like a good idea to me anymore yeah. <laughs> to be part of that. So right. eventually, uh, my wife and I um, found a good church where we learned a lot and we got, got our heads on straight about grace and the gospel and, yeah. and, uh, you know, ministry, even as just as, as a lay person, what our role was yeah, uh, and what it meant to be called. So that was a big deal. And of course we, you know, we had our shared marital issues and yeah. um kind of to fast forward to what brought me here is that call that, that Jesus telling me to go into the ministry never left, no matter how much I tried to make it leave. It never <laughs> did. And there was a time. This is going to be a fast-forward hits here because it could be a long story. But our marriage was rocky. I'm going to go back, say ten years now. Okay. Marriage is rocky. Um, Patty, who some of you know, my wife, gets cancer. Yeah. Also, in the same year, she got MS. So, gosh, it was it wasn't the it was like not the best of times. So I don't think I knew that those actually landed in the same year. Yeah, it was uh, it was uh, the one-two punch. Yeah, wow. but so oddly enough, when I, when I, it sounds crazy when I say this, but her having cancer brought us back together. Wow, that uh, I mean it took a lot of work. Yeah, but when you're faced with that, you know, faced with the fact that I might lose my wife, all the other nonsense becomes. You realize that it's actually nonsense. Wow, and you work toward toward uh, healing in the marriage. Yeah. And then at the same time, after after I had really thought that I was going to lose her to the cancer, because the, the treatment got really aggressive, but the cancer wasn't going away, um, I thought I was going to lose her. And then, then God healed her of the cancer. That's yeah. the only way I can explain it, because you know they, they even talked in a defeated manner when they were talking about how the cancer wow. treatment was going. So that was healed. We then began to see god together go to church together yeah volunteer together do you know do things like that and then eventually um that led to me meeting you and saving your life so there you go it's <laughs> exactly, exactly what it was man. i don't know where i would be today without you right well i you know i hear that a lot so you want to explain it <laughs> that.
0: that's good man so uh so in to kind of summarize before we we move into this uh before we move into the devotion that you wrote, explain for me maybe in, uh, I don't know, one or two sentences,
1: <laughs> what what Jesus means to you. Mm, I had a feeling you'd ask that. Yeah. Jesus is a lot of things to me. Um, most importantly, he is, um, he's the guy. <laughs> and when I say guy, I don't mean that in any disrespectful way. I just mean he's, Right. He's the one. Let's change it to that. He's the one that pulled me out of destruction. Wow. He's the one that that made me understand that uh he was good above all else. Yeah. He's my redeemer, savior, king. Uh He's also someone who continually frustrates me <laughs> to death. And I can and before I, I, we get any gasps or or hate mail that when I say he frustrates me, <laughs> I can sum that up in one sentence and that's it. Every time I think I've got something down or think I'm right. Yeah. He tells me I'm wrong. Right. And that's not a him problem, that's a me problem. <laughs> <You're> right. But <laughs> right. But I but he is frustrating and and it causes me to to, to learn more and pray more yeah. and submit to him more. So ultimately that's a good thing. Right. But it's still frustrating.
0: Right. No, I, I love that because I think I mean come on, if, if we're real and authentic, you know, we would, uh, we would all say that there are moments when we've experienced frustration in our faith journey, uh, in the direction that that God's called us to, uh, in the conviction we feel from the Holy Spirit, uh, and, and the, the, the way Jesus perfectly lived his life, uh, giving us, uh, you know, the greatest example of, of how he calls us to live, but also recognizing that in the midst of that, we fall short. And so, you know, there's moments of frustration and like, man, I wish, I love that Jesus was perfect, but like, I wish he also wasn't because I wouldn't feel as bad. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) You know what I mean? That sounds terrible. But like, again, just being real, I think, uh, I I love that you that you uh, share that when when somebody asks you kind of what Jesus means to you because I mean that's such a that's such a real thing. So, perfect segue then into <laughs> the devotion <laughs> that you wrote for this week. Uh, the title of the devotion is "Through Sheep," and uh, you you wrote it based on Matthew chapter ten. Uh, verses 16 and 17, which say, Jesus speaking, it says, I am sending you out like sheep among wolves. Therefore, be as shrewd as snakes and innocent as doves. Be on your guard. You will be handed over to the local councils and be flogged in the synagogues. Those that Sounds
1: awesome, doesn't it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, sounds very awesome. again, that was uh Jesus speaking. so uh before we kind of dive deeper into discussion, maybe giving a little bit more context to those two verses, why don't you read your devotion, and then we'll uh continue our discussion after that. Sounds
1: good, okay. I have to admit it, there are times that I find Jesus a bit frustrating. in this passage, Jesus says that he is sending people out like sheep among wolves. After one sentence, I'm already frustrated. Jesus sends us like sheep among wolves. Seriously, let's talk about sheep for a minute. Sheep are stupid. Sheep will literally walk off a cliff if led that way. Hamsters are even smarter than sheep. Sheep are also defenseless. Under attack, they will lose every time. They might even lose a fight to a hamster, then walk off a cliff to celebrate. I've made my point. That, folks, is how... Jesus sends us. It gets a bit more frustrating. Jesus tells us to be shrewd and on guard. Both of those attributes are not found in sheep. Nowhere. Not even a little. Being the simple-minded person that I am, I do not know how to process this. These words seem completely contradictory. We need some context. Luckily, Jesus explains himself. Truth be told, he always does. In verse 20, Jesus spills the beans. Jesus said, for it will not be you speaking, but the spirit of your father speaking through you. Verse 20 is extremely comforting to me because I know that the Holy Spirit will have my back. I have God-given strengths and talents that will always be helpful in my life. But I know from the words of Jesus that I will also be in need of the Holy Spirit to work through me. Oh, and one more thing about sheep. Knowing that Jesus sees us as sheep does nothing for our egos, but we can still find comfort in it. Here's two reasons. Number one, the Holy Spirit will always have our backs to help us through any situation. Number two, we are assured repeatedly that Jesus is our shepherd. A shepherd saves, they lead, they love, they protect. And they keep us from walking off cliffs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that, man. I, I think, dude, that's, a uh, it's a, a incredibly powerful thought provoking devotion. Uh, and you know, we just talked a second ago <laughs> a little bit about, or you shared a little bit about, you know, uh, kind of how sometimes Jesus can frustrate you. And then you shared that right away in the beginning of this devotion. So explain uh, if you would a little bit, um, Kind of your thoughts behind writing what you wrote uh, based off of uh, the, the passage in Matthew ten?
1: Yeah, first, first, I I kind of alluded to it in here, but Jesus does a really good job, even when he's saying the hard stuff. Yeah, of telling you why he's saying it. Right. Sometimes it's because he just wants us to have his joy or to be to have joy in us. In this case, he wants us to know that this Holy Spirit is there for us and will handle the situation. Right, but as a human being as a flawed flawed man i i see frustration in being told i'm a sheep and then then reading that i'm being sent like a sheep among wolves and then being told to be shrewd and guarded which sheep don't do right drives me a little crazy like <laughs> First, first, it's Jesus, right? Our yeah. our Savior, our Liberator, our Protector, our King, is sending us out like sheep among wolves. Yeah. At first, you just want to say, "Um, you there's isn't there something else? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> can't we go out as dragons? Right, <laughs> dragon, or at least have a sword." <laughs> so, so yeah, so that's I mean. At the at the end of the day, I'm not frustrated. But when I read this stuff, um, and you know, I'm always looking for context, and I'm always, I I do tend to think differently than normal people. (laughs) I'll just just say it. I do, but but that's that's frustrating to me. But the comfort comes in knowing that in those situations, like luckily, we don't have to worry about that. Right. We're Americans, right? We have privilege, whether we want to admit it or not. yeah, we don't get our heads chopped off for being Christians, right so but we do have people that tell us we're stupid, yeah because we believe in Jesus, yeah, right, and when we need to speak to those people in love and defend our faith as well as find moments that the Holy Spirit can work in people, yeah, we know because of this frustrating passage we know that the holy spirit will be there to give us the words we need right. to save those situations right so that that was that was pretty much my motivation
0: yeah. yeah i love that and i and i think too you know as you were just sharing i wonder if jesus in that moment recognized that in our human nature we tend to be complacent if not provoked from uh an extreme place and so i wonder if if a little bit of why he spoke so uh boldly so bluntly kind of from an extreme perspective like i'm gonna send you out like sheep among wolves Um, i mean that that that's immediately drawing our attention to thinking uh this is not gonna go down well. You know, like following Jesus is not going to be an easy thing. (laughs) Like he he immediately draws you to the fact that um, this is not something that we're going to be able to accomplish on our own. Right. And I wonder if he he I wonder if he takes us there in such an intense way, knowing that in our mind, if he was just like, uh, you know, you may face some difficult days, but it'll be okay. You know, it'll be all right then we probably wouldn't think much about it. You know, right. we probably wouldn't actually go out and do what he asked us to do or live the way he called us to live because, uh, you know, our, our kind of our complacent nature would say, yeah, it's going to be all right. It is what it is and I've got to worry about it. But he was like, no, like, you're going to face some difficulty. The things I've called you to do, the 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 way I've called you to live, uh, people aren't going to like it. People are, are going to be against you. It's not going to be an easy road. Oh, but, so now you got our attention, right? He's got our attention. But the beauty of relationship with Jesus is that we have his spirit inside of us 24-7. So that when we face those difficult times, when we face those moments, like you just said, where we have to you know, maybe defend our faith or or, or speak to somebody against us in love or whatever the case may be, Uh, we can have faith knowing that it's going to be his spirit speaking through us, that we don't have to face that moment on our own. And there is so much comfort in that. Uh, And so I just think that was, I'm just wondering, I guess, uh, if that needs to be kind of like a, you know, an eye-opening thing for us, where it's like sometimes Jesus does speak bluntly in kind of uh, in an intense manner. But I think it's, at least for me personally, I think it's more to draw me away from complacency into a realization of of really what life with him is like, and it's a good life you know it it is it's it's you know the bible says life with Jesus we can experience abundant life we can we he he desires us to have, to be a part of and have access to the fullness of his joy. you know we've talked about that before the joy of Jesus. can you imagine what that's like? the grace and the forgiveness that we experience in the midst of relationship with him. And, uh, but at the same time, you know, there will be difficult days, but he's got our back. And I love what you, I mean, that last line, I think sums it up for me in, in a that you wrote in a beautiful way. We are assured repeatedly that Jesus is our shepherd. A shepherd saves, they lead, they love, they protect, and they keep us from walking off cliffs. Uh beautiful. I yeah. love it.
1: Yeah, and I, I I didn't wasn't thinking of this as I wrote that, but when I when I look back to say when my marriage was rocky and then the the cancer came, that's a frustrating time in my life. Right. Uh it frustrates me to think that that uh through that he brought us back together. Yeah. But what how he worked and how he wove through that situation kept us from walking off a cliff you know we could have simply walked away and gave up on the marriage and that would have been the same as walking off a cliff right uh but he inserted himself and uh we gave into him right so i don't want to i don't want to make this
0: too personal or, or take this too south but have you ever wondered
1: are you are you assuming that Anything personal that has to do with me means it's going south <laughs> no, <laughs> or has gone south. <laughs> no, but
0: this just this thought just popped into my head, and I and I I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if it's uh, another way to look at sort of God's grace in your life, in in your life personally. Uh, uh in the midst of that relationship with Patty, in that moment where, the, you know, you the marriage was rocky, right? She gets cancer. What would have happened? Like, have you thought about what would have happened if you would have walked away, uh, and then she she, in the midst of that, gets hit with this
1: physical? Yeah, it's hard for me disease. to. It's hard for me to imagine that. Like, right. what? Why? Like, the the guilt I would have felt. Right. That's kind of letting what her go through I, that yeah. alone. Yeah. Right. Yeah, kind can't, can't imagine it.
0: Yeah, and so it's it's just cool to think. You know, there are layers, right? To what we experience layers that maybe we don't even see, uh, at that time, but to, but to look back and, and, and be able to kind of peel back some of those layers and see all of the things that God saved you from that God graced you with in the midst of, of what could have been. Right. Uh, it's kind of a, an interesting thing. You know, there's been many moments in my life where I can look back and, And immediately say, yeah, that was a moment that that Jesus, you know, inserted himself uh, in a powerful way that I wasn't expecting. But then as I continue to ponder on those moments, uh, it wasn't just the surface, you know, uh, experience that he saved me from. But there were deeper things that could have made that so much worse had I not turned to him or accepted what he was trying to do in the midst of that, that moment. And, uh, yeah, I was just,
1: just a thought there. Yeah, no, that's great. Uh, yeah. I, even looking back at that moment, just to, to, to beat a dead horse, I was at that point in time, I was helping plant a church. Wow. My marriage went South. Then the cancer hit and the MS hit. That's frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> right. It still frustrates me to this moment. When I was a kid in the midst of all that chaos, I didn't understand that was frustrating, and when I look at both events where where I see where Jesus inserted himself, yeah, I can get frustrated again thinking, why did it have to get to that point wow. before there was healing? But I truly believe that unless we go through some stuff, yeah we don't ever learn. And I yeah. think that's what Jesus was doing.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. so good, yeah, that's so good. you know, we often talk about my one of my favorite stories in Scripture. Uh out of Matthew eight or Mark chapter four, the same story uh where Jesus took the disciples into the storm on the boat, and uh you know the disciples thought they were going to die. these experienced fishermen, these experienced boaters thought they were gonna die in the midst of how bad this storm was uh and and they turned you know turned to Jesus, Jesus calms the storm, they get saved. That's a quick version of the story, but like it was Jesus that walked him into that. It was Jesus that, I mean, he knew that that was coming, uh, but it was a moment that he knew he had to take his disciples through so that they would learn something about faith, so that they would learn something about trust, so that they would would learn something about the power uh, that that Jesus held and holds as the Son of God. And so I think you're totally right. Like, Like, often... God's going to take us to a place or allow us to get to the get to a place where uh we just can't handle it anymore and we have to turn to him or or it could kill us you know and and uh but you're right i think oftentimes though he takes us to those places or again allows us to get to those places so that we can learn and a lot of times it's not just for us it's not just so that we learn something but it's so that we learn something in order to help somebody else going through maybe what we experienced. And uh Yeah, and so I you know, that's it's something that I'm always aware of. Like what is God doing in my life right now? Good or bad? Like is he am I in a good season and he's just revealing, you know, his his love and his grace to me in new ways? Or am I going through some tough stuff and I have to rely on him and what is he teaching me? What do I need to learn through this? I'm always aware of the people around me, okay, maybe, you know, this is something that I need to, needed to know, needed to learn to share with somebody else. Uh, just to, you know, just a kind of a a challenge, I guess, to us, to, to be aware of those moments as well.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. I don't don't really have anything to add to that, but that's, but I I dig that. Yeah.
0: Well, let's close this up, man. Uh, any last, any last thoughts, anything else you want to kind of, no, just the, just the action. Yeah, so so uh, if you're new to this podcast, um, at the end of each devotion that Mike writes, he leaves us with an action and a prayer. And this week the action says, consider that we are seen as sheep by Jesus. At this same time, rest in knowing that as believers, we are completely loved. Excuse me. We are completely loved and led by Jesus. Uh, Powerful words, thoughts on on that action.
1: Yeah, I just, I I think as we do a really good job in this country uh, of uh, soaking in information and not enough time (laughs) processing it. Right. I do that all the time. I listen to 3,000 podcasts and then not spend enough time letting that information affect me or change me. Yeah. Sit in this right this is a big deal we are sheep okay that might that might not sound cool but we we are like sheep jesus says it a ton of times yeah that's okay right because at the same time our shepherd is jesus right it doesn't get any better than that right yeah so i but spend some time on that don't let that get past you
0: so good uh and then your prayer uh you say Uh, You encourage us to pray for the change necessary to see the times when we need the Holy Spirit to speak through us. Uh, Again, I love that prayer because it's comforting to know that we may face times where we're not sure what to do. We're not sure what to say. We're not sure where to go. um, But we can be comforted knowing that we have the Holy Spirit, the spirit of Jesus himself uh, residing in us that that is ready to speak for us. Uh, yeah. speak through us, work through us. Uh, that's a, uh, that's such a comforting and empowering thing. Uh, so as we close, Mike, would you just pray uh, that prayer over us today?
1: Absolutely. God, uh, thank you again for, for being who you are and leaving with us uh, the Scripture that takes us all over the place. Um, and I just pray that we have... We have application in our lives this week. If we take one thing away that we can apply this section of Scripture to us, it's that we need to be listening and open to the Holy Spirit all the time. A lot of times during the day, we don't know what to do. We don't know how to react. We don't know what to tell people. But thank you that you are the one that helps us through those moments. So I pray this in Jesus' name. And, Lord, I thank you for Calvary Alliance Church Thank you for all the all those who are spending time in your word and i just pray that you bless them richly in jesus name amen
0: amen hey y'all so as we close today uh some exciting news we finally uh wherever you're listening to this podcast uh we finally have have gotten access to uh distribute this podcast to many platforms uh really you should be able to listen to this or find this wherever you uh, listen to your podcast. And so um, if you're if you're connecting to this through our website, uh, just understand that uh, or know rather that uh, we're on Apple podcasts, we're on Spotify. Uh, we uh, share all of our stuff through anchor, which kind of connects us to all of these things. And so um, all of the different places that you listen to your podcast, uh, you should be able to find our, our, uh, this channel there. So that's pretty exciting. I, I was excited. Our, our hope was to kind of get this, to make this as available as possible. Um, so that, uh, so that you could listen to it where you felt, uh, where, where you always listen to your podcasts and, uh, so that you could share it and that kind of stuff too. And be sure to subscribe uh, to what we're doing to our channel, leave us comments, like our episodes, uh, so that we can just continue to, to make this better. To get this out to more people, uh, because we just want more people to know about Jesus, right? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you just smack the mic right there. Right. Luckily. F- <laughs> Did I mess it up? No, you're good. Okay. Is that your hat? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, hey, we uh we thank you for being a part of this. We thank you for listening. Um, and uh we will talk to you next time. Thanks, Mike. Yep, yep.
1: See ya. Bye.